Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Blooming with Lime podcast. I am so excited to be back and I'm sorry for the delay on this episode. A couple things. My normal disclaimer, I am no doctor. I am just here to create a raw, real, relatable conversation for you guys to take things from. If you don't want to, don't listen. All is well. Trust your gut. And just remember, I'm not a doctor. Secondly, one thing I really learned about this podcast is I really need to work on my vocab. And honestly, it should be like some sort of game, like a drinking game with the amount of times I say like, incredible, and 100%. It's not okay. So I apologize for that. And I am going to get a dictionary and work on it so much more. I would just like to say a major thank you to everyone that has given a review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really means the world. Any sort of stars, hopefully five, really gets the podcast out there. And that's my main goal is just to help as many people as possible. So thank you if you've done that. If you have not, please leave a rate and a review. It is so highly appreciated. Also, all updates will be on the Blooming with Lime podcast on Instagram. So at Blooming with Lime podcast. That is where all the updates are. And then there's just some tips and tricks on there as well. How to get through day to day life with Lime and always some couple of facts because I'm not the best at remembering them. Yes. So check us out and let's get to it. On today's episode, our guest is the lovely Molly Lowry. She's a holistic health coach and fellow Limey and very on top of her knowledge. It's great. We discuss all things from relationships with Lime to being an empath to honestly just go listen because it's coming up next. Let's get to it. Welcome, Molly. Hello, Molly Laurie. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Hi, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. Yay, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I just went on a hike earlier and just been getting some work done and chilling. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Same, same. Not on a hike, but I went on a little skateboard, so kind of same. Like, every outdoor activity is great for us. Ooh, fun. Yeah. So um, if you would just like to introduce yourself, tell a bit of your story, that would be awesome. And then we'll just like, you know, talk about it. Yeah, of course. So I'm Molly Lowry. Um, I'm a holistic health coach. I am um, a certified nutrition consultant, but I call myself a health coach because I just like to take an overall um, holistic approach towards health. Um, But holistic nutrition does focus on you know, it's holistic. So it doesn't focus on other areas other than diet. Um, That's awesome. I cannot wait to learn more about that. Yeah, it's amazing. I'm really passionate about it. Um, So I, so to go back a little bit and talk about um, my experience with Lyme disease. So I grew up in the mountains and what, um, where where in, the- in California in the Sierra oh, Nevadas so lucky <laughs> yeah it, it was beautiful I lived there till I was about 12 um and then I moved to the Bay Area um which is oh, a lot okay. different but I still love it here um and 
Yeah, I I did get bit by a tick when I was younger. I can't remember exactly what age. um, And I don't even know if that's what gave me the Lyme or not. Because I mean, it's so hard to know now. I know. And as we've talked about, I have kind of a weird you know like theories on Lyme and stuff but um we'll get more into that later yeah (laughs) so um yeah I started having symptoms mainly digestive symptoms and mental health symptoms early on and I think a lot of that kind of crisscrossed with like family trauma and stuff like that um yeah 100% I very much relate with that in the sense of whatever's happening in your life definitely comes into the symptoms you're getting at the time for sure yeah definitely it's it's a whole system um and also just you know growing up in America eating shitty food and Mm -hmm. you know antibiotics that destroy all of your gut bacteria you know all that kind of stuff played into facts on facts yeah all that kind of stuff played into my health over the years but I was overall a relatively healthy kid and um when I hit like my teenage years um I started getting a lot of anxiety and depression and I went on a lot of different psychiatric meds antidepressants anti-anxiety antipsychotics um and none of them really seemed to work that well um yeah and so I started using drugs and alcohol to kind of mask um, the health issues I was going through and also just yeah, like... Yeah, I totally relate with that. I did I did self-medicating as well because we're trusting our gut and it's telling us we need to calm these things and no doctors were listening or we didn't even know at the time we needed a doctor. So you just did it yourself. Yeah, exactly. To survive. Yeah, survival mode. Yeah, it's totally survival mode. I just, yeah, I mean, I never felt 100% good in my own skin, and I just wanted to feel better. And I mean, a part of it is like, I mean, I've heard, I've heard a lot of different theories on addiction and all that stuff. And I could talk about that forever. But I think humans have a natural tendency, tendency to want to change our mental state. Yeah. And I've always been one for like, rebelling and kind of like opening up the mind and like experiencing different feelings so I think am I girl yeah so I think that's part of it but then another part of it is like I um watched my mom drink alcoholically when I was a child so I kind of learned it from her and so I have that same like past of kind of knowing the first thing I do is go to a drink yeah exactly so there's a lot of different factors that play into it but sure yeah, so it was it was kind of a rough time, but I ended up going and living in boarding school for a year, and I know that you did the same thing. Yes, I did. Yeah, but it was, like, not necessarily – it was more of, like, a behavioral modification program rather than a boarding yeah. school. Um, so I did that for a year, and I ended and up – And did that help you? It did help me. It sucked being there because they had just really – crappy processed food and the staff were a little bit um corrupt with the way that they dealt with us and it was overall just like kind of a weird place but yeah I tried to they had a really good therapist and um they really encouraged me to like be sober so I tried to just get I tried to get what I could out of it you know 
That's incredible. Yeah, that's really great that you took that opportunity. Yeah, so I ended up um, getting sober after that for like six years. And wow, that's incredible. Yeah, it was really intense. It was like age 15 to 21. Wow, that's so incredible. Yeah, I think it really helped. Um, I mean, I know that most other people my age at that time were just like partying their balls off so yeah I was literally numbing my every thought and every feeling yeah yeah. exactly (laughs) so it really taught me like mindfulness that's when I started meditating it taught me the importance of like being spiritual and um it just I think it helped me a lot with my physical health and it helped the Lyme not take over as much you know but I was still like I wasn't really I I was like health conscious but I would still have like I would still eat a lot of junk food you know yeah and like you mentioned that oh no but you went in the school anymore so yeah don't worry yeah (laughs) yeah so I was still eating a lot of junk food and smoking cigarettes and drinking caffeine and you know but yeah definitely yeah yeah it was a really cool experience being sober for that long and incredible I learned a lot of self-awareness and especially around that age like that's just wow yeah it was really cool um but I I also was like kind of I don't know I felt like I was kind of brainwashed into thinking that I was gonna like have an addictive relationship with drugs and alcohol for the rest of my life and I could never change that and yeah no I I hear that on some level yeah and so I just like ended up getting to a point where I was like you know I don't think this is me you know like yeah I think I need to like learn about myself more and so, not put myself in a box for the rest of my life a little side note on that is I went into like some health camp and it was very intense and it very much helped me and saved me but it also was that brainwashing sort of sense. Yeah. And it was for me to be raw vegan. And I, like, did that Whoa. very intensely for so long. But I was also 18. And so I was doing it very, like, intensely. Oh and then I realized after some time, I was like, hang on. I think I may have been, like, I was so desperate for some sort of, like, cure and help mm-hmm. that I, like, just took it too seriously and I was, like, limiting my life because of it. Yeah. And I realized, no, I need to be dumb and young for a minute. Otherwise, it's just – it's going to build up in me in the future. Yeah, exactly. So it may have been that same sort of feeling. I don't know. You can correct me. But that same sort of holding back from just, like, learning about, like, random things in life. Yeah. Just, like – yeah. I mean, there's a lot of young yeah. teenagers that go through those periods with drugs and alcohol. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, if you just, like, stop them right then and there, like, they'll never have a chance to learn their lesson and, like, get through it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. For sure. And that's not to say, like, I'm so glad that I was sober and, like, it was amazing and stuff. And I was really happy at that point in my life. Well, I I still had, like, anxiety and depression that would come in and out, which I think is related a lot to physical health and Lyme and stuff. Yeah. But, um... But, yeah, I I kind of was able to, like – I felt like I was always kind of swimming to keep my head above water. Like, I was always able to manage it. Um, mm-hmm. But at the I end feel of like the I'm day, still sometimes doing that, but I'm, like – I feel like we're strong enough to do that. Yeah. 
totally yeah Yeah, it's like we've learned how to do that yeah you yeah you have to be like aware of it each moment but you've got it well I also have like so so many more tools now like diet exactly you know all the health stuff that keeps me alive (laughs) yeah yeah so keep going no you're fine so um in college I kind of yeah, I decided that I decided to learn more about myself and just like not be sober and broke up with my boyfriend of four and a half years. And I was just like, so happy. Yeah, I was like, so happy, so free. Like, I literally was like, so high on life and just having so much fun. And I was like living the college life and partying. And then things just started getting like really, really stressful and some family stuff was happening. And this guy I was living with, um, ended up like having a seizure and it was like really traumatizing. Like he almost died in my arms and then he like, Oh my goodness. Like unhealthy, weird situation. So all these, Oh, and then I also like was heartbroken from this like situation so there were all these like stressful factors that happened and what did I do I like turn I like leaned into drugs and alcohol yeah and like I knew I was doing it and I was like fully aware because I'd spent so so much time sober but I just was like I definitely have to come in on there for a second because my boyfriend at the time when I was going through this sort of stage that you're explaining as well in my Lyme journey he was um having seizures as well and like that same sort Whoa. of thing happened to me. And I was Whoa. denying my sickness and putting it more onto others to help them because I was so stubborn that I didn't want to admit what I was going through. Yeah. And like I knew I was going through something and I, same as you, like went to drugs and alcohol. But I was like, oh, let me help yeah. these people instead of myself because myself's too hard to fix right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think, like, you know, Lyme's is – Lyme people are very empathetic mm-hmm. towards other people. And it's because – partially because we have really sensitive nervous systems um, because that's one of the main things that the Lyme attacks is our nervous system. Yes. Um, and so I think a lot of the time we can use um, – taking care of other people to kind of like check out of ourselves yes. especially when we're in pain you know yes exactly I really highly agree with that like so much <laughs> yeah I've always been like that Dang. like always just very like Caregiving. I mean except for now I mean now I still have to like choose. that a lot I have to choose not to do it though yeah, yeah. exactly and I constantly am saying no to things and like I really am in a place right now where I'm just like taking my power back which it's actually really interesting because I saw an energy healer recently and she did a reading on me Mm -hmm. and she told me that in one of my past lives I was a healer um but like a very self-sacrificial healer that always took on other people's pain and stuff yeah, and, like, basically, the more I healed people, the holier I was. So that makes a um, lot of sense to your day and age, like, situation as well. Exactly. Like, she was saying that, like, that energy has totally come over into my current yeah. life, which I really feel that's the case. And she said that 
Um, Because I went to her being like, I feel like I'm hitting a wall or like a block with my healing and I just want to know what's going on. And she said, well, it seems like you've manifested your illness as your way of like taking back your power to take care of yourself. Wow. 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 Yeah. That's incredible. I know. And when she said that, I like totally resonated with it. Yeah. Yeah, well, because even as a child, like, I was taking care of my mom a lot. Same as, yeah, my, same. So I have to do that element of pleasing, 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 and then you're not feeding your own soul, which makes you sicker already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, like, exactly what I was going through. And so, yeah, I just... It was crazy when she, when the um, energy healer told me that because I was like, okay, like that makes sense. So I've just been really working on like, you know, that whole fear aspect of like, I don't have to be in survival mode all the time and like nobody's taking away my right to take care of myself. Like I'm safe now, Facts. you know? And I think also um, getting sick when you're younger, it, it's harder to get to that realization. Well, it takes a little bit more time. Because you haven't had that, oh, I know who I am and how strong I am. So it takes a minute for you to realize, like, this is what I deserve. Like, I deserve that self-care. I deserve that time. I deserve to say no. Yeah, for sure. And there's, like, the whole, I don't know, the whole aspect of, like, I mean, I do believe in, like, the biology of belief. You know, like, like what you're thinking about your body is, like, what is going to happen in your body. To a certain extent, you know, it's not like a hundred percent, obviously, but so I don't know. My, my mom is very like, are you okay? Are you sick? Like what's wrong? What's wrong? But then my dad on the other, on the other hand is very like, oh, you're fine. You're fine. And just would like brush off my pain and all that stuff. So it was like a weird combination, you know? And I mean, I know that you've like, experience the same type of thing with people just brushing off Mm -hmm. your symptoms and telling you that you're fine and you're like okay but actually there's seriously something wrong with me yeah exactly (laughs) yeah like I've always been just more fatigued than other people less able to handle stress like I can't have too much on my plate at one time because my nervous system just gets so shocked Mm -hmm. you know I literally will shut down and have a freak out yeah totally over the smallest thing like the smallest things and yeah, I sit there and I'm so, like this should be normal I'm a 20 like I'm tw- in my 20s it should I should be able yeah. to handle this and that makes me just confirm each time I'm just like there's there is something like bigger to this right exactly because I mean I used to be able to handle a lot Same. more I mean I've always been kind of like that but like at a certain point it started shutting um, down yeah, I like, well, it was like I was saying, it was when I was in college and like dealing with all this stress. And I was also working at a psychiatric facility wow. with kids who had like just committed suicide and were like They're transitioning. Very, very intense. A lot of like dark energy. But I could, I could like handle it like when I did it at the time. Yeah, but and then- towards the end, when I was like so burdened with all these other stressors, I was like, okay, like this is all too much. And I ended up having this like kind of breakdown. Um, and I don't know, I ended up pushing through with school and stuff, but I definitely was addicted to like 
stimulants at the time. Like I was doing a lot of Adderall and a lot of cocaine and basically just trying to keep myself awake. going. Yeah. Yeah. Awake and going and focused. And it was like, yeah, but my health was really suffering. I was like really underweight. And anyways, I remember I had one last class that I had to finish over the summer. And I like, I was like, fuck Adderall like I am not touching that stuff like ever again and I did like my last class without it because I didn't like need it but also I didn't want it you know like it was just gross yeah and once you realize that you really know it you feel it in your heart yeah exactly and so when I was like so before that um right before that it was like my last couple quarters in college and I just started getting really really sick like I was just getting really nauseous and throwing up and really depressed and anxious and having panic attacks and just not really having control over yourself or emotions right totally and yeah exactly and I was like what is happening to me and so my brother had just gone through this whole healing process. He had SIBO and Candida and oh, was seeing wow, a naturopath okay. and stuff. And so he was, like, talking to me about everything. And he was like, I think you have SIBO. I think you might have Candida. Yeah. Like, you should go on this diet. You should stop drinking. And so I kind of listened to him. Um, and I, like, went on this low-carb diet and started eating, like, just mainly, like, meat and veggies and nuts and some fruit but um yeah I just started really like as I don't know like I guess in the summertime I really just like I was like okay like this is the time I'm done yeah I was like okay I'm done with alcohol I started working out again and I just really started focusing on my health I have a very like dual I'm a Gemini so I have a very dualistic personality so it's easy for me to like switch from like this like party girl to like this super responsible health freak you know (laughs) so yeah I just like started doing that I met my boyfriend um like that that year I met him that January so he was he's been a huge part of my healing journey Mm -hmm. because I was really like sick when I met him and like getting like just getting really so, sick yeah and... I would love if if you feel okay with it um explaining like sort of a little bit more into detail how that was like beginning a relationship whilst also having Lyme because I went through the same thing but I think for others it would be helpful to hear there are very many elements to it but it can happen yeah yeah um you mean like dating yeah like like for me, I definitely had moments where I was sort of crazy for no reason, but it was, yeah. and, or I would like sit and I wasn't able to go out and the person that I was like starting it with was, and it was like just a hard balance and like, yeah, I wanted to show my full self, but I couldn't, or I did. And it was too, like, I would get too anxious. Yeah. Like, I think it's just, like, the anxiety side of, like, you not wanting to be too much or too sick or that, like, guilt, I guess. Yeah. Our kind of story is really interesting because when we met, like, he was partying just as much as me. And it wa- it wasn't a fun party necessarily, though. It was just like kind of, like... One. Yeah, like, we just, we weren't doing well together, and 
I don't know like I I always tend to have like my opinions on relationships since I've been through like therapy and like all this stuff for years and like if I saw that relationship I'd be like no way like you got to get out of that that's way too unhealthy but there was something about it that was like we were like pushing ourselves to be better people and like when I started getting sick like he was like taking care of me and helping me and like he was going through his own stuff and so I was helping him in certain ways and then like eventually um like being sick like that gives you a purpose in a way and like not saying that like you need that but it just it's I had that same thing where it was like that extra little purpose that it's like you don't have to do too much but you're at least there for someone yeah kind of helps totally. with line. like well and it's just like love yeah that's what I mean you like, know like you in a sort of way yeah like it's so love is so so powerful mm-hmm. like not just emotionally but energetically and like even physiologically in our body like if we're not having positive connections with humans I'm really passionate about this but same it like our it will like degrade our health exactly if we're if we don't have positive social interaction and that's why sometimes I believe you do have to risk your like mental emotional health to go out into a social scene if you're lacking yeah because you need that element and you forget that and you sometimes trick yourself and be like I have to stay in to protect myself blah blah which you do for sure but there's times where you have to also feed your emotional side and physical side that it's like no you do have to actually embrace this as well yeah totally it's it can get really isolating if you're only focusing on your health and your well I don't want to say health but because obviously the social part is a part of health but it can get really isolating if you're only yeah if you're only like isolating yourself paying attention to your diet and all that stuff you really have to like make sure you're getting social support yeah it's a balance yeah um so yeah so so coming back to um so you and your boyfriend you were going through a growth together and from the oh yeah you were asking me like how is that like yeah. dating someone while being really sick so there was brain um, fog that definitely came in for both of us just then and I was like uh... <laughs> <laughs> but I went back to my notes and found it so we're good <laughs> all right cool <laughs> um so yeah so I I basically like I started getting really healthy and I basically was like I'm gonna do this like you can either like come with me and like do this with me or like I don't know if this is gonna work out but he was like super in and super down and like wanted to be healthy and live a good life and take care of himself so we basically just started off on that path together and just have been like helping each other and like yeah like boosting each other up when we need it and there have definitely been struggles and I was really crazy for a minute there like emotionally and mentally like extremely crazy and hormonal able to like for me I I try and make it clear like before I do anything too crazy I'm like look this may be like not like right before an argument that I'm like oh this may be lunch but like I disclose early on I'm like hey there may be some attacks or something where I say things that is not me and like I know you will still feel repercussions of it but I hope you don't take it that seriously because I do not mean it like I'm yeah. just crazy. Like, you can blame it on that for a minute. 
Yeah. I was like, that's amazing that you can do that because I was kind of at a point where my self-esteem and my ego were so hurt um, because I basically was, I don't know, I just had a lot of shame and guilt around a lot of stuff. And so it was, I don't know, when I was being that way, it was like, I didn't clearly communicate that to him, but we both knew that it wasn't me. And it was like kind of this unspoken yeah, thing. Where, like, it took me a long time to get it that straight. That did not come out simply. That took a lo- couple months. <laughs> yeah. It came out yeah. Many, many different ways before it came out in that beautifully <laughs> way. Totally. It came out some very totally. ugly ways first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, he knew that I loved him and like, and he had his fair share of doing things that I was like wait a second (laughs) so we made it through all the hard stuff and we're doing great now (laughs) so that being said that's awesome to hear so I would love to come back to your theories on Lyme I'm so curious yeah okay so I I have not had a taste of them and I'm so ready (laughs) okay all right here it comes (laughs) so I basically think that viruses and bacteria and all that stuff that we deem as harmful, um, they've evolved with humans for, like, centuries and centuries, Um, you know, using, like, symbiosis. So, like, if you think about it, like, our digestive system is lined with healthy and unhealthy bacteria. And, like, if – I mean – yeah, if the balance of bacteria gets thrown off where there's more unhealthy than healthy, then it affects, like, everything. It affects your digestion. It causes systemic inflammation. It causes brain fog, all that yes. stuff. I know you know this stuff. Um, so it's kind of the same with the whole body. Like, Lyme isn't just in your digestive system. It's It's everywhere in your body, and we basically – you know, with the lives that we leave with so many environmental toxins and emotional stress and just like these crazy, busy, modern lives and, you know, lack of sunlight exposure, too much exposure to artificial light at night, mm-hmm. unhealthy food, all of that stuff basically that degrades our health. It makes it a lot easier for these pathogens to become stronger in our bodies sure, and, like, and in. harmful. I, can- I was born with bad kidneys. So I went through a stage of like very bad gut health when I was like zero years old to like five years old. And I was always on antibiotics. So mine never set up properly. Damn. Yeah. That's such a big part of why everyone is so sick because of antibiotics yeah. because like we're supposed yeah. to get the... I was on them from when I was literally born to when I was 17 oh my god yeah how are you like <laughs> how are you know. doing as well as you are <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I don't know oh my god. mental I think it's literally my mental health and strength yeah That's literally I was what gonna I believe. say that I, I, like... didn't, I do I will not give in to being sick so I'm like, rah, I'm going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Anyways, keep going on, on what you were saying because I was obsessed with it. Oh, yeah. So, the so of Lyme. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, I mean, there are studies that are hypothesizing that, like, these pathogens only become bad when the ratio is off and when they outgrow the good bacteria and when they're able to become, like, strong enough to – you know, 
weaken your immune system and stuff like that. And yeah. um, I don't know. I mean, most of us have a good amount of pathogens in our body that we're living with already. But if you have a good foundation of health, it's not going to have the opportunity to take over. But if you have a bad foundation of health, like everything we we're talking about, which is like most people these days, um, then yeah, it's a lot more difficult for us to fight off those pathogens. So exactly. And the thing with Lyme and what I very much realize is it's going to hit you in the worst time possible. Yeah. If you're chilling and you've got a strong immune system right now, that's awesome. But God forbid you've gotten a car crash or something. That is when the Lyme is going to hit because your immune system has been compromised. Yep. And that's what scares me most about Lyme and people not knowing about it. Because it's always going to hit, in my belief, in normally the worst point possible. And it's going to – hopefully it won't be soon because it'll be an old thing. But yeah. right now it's still it's still that level of it's so hard. And that's what scares me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, I would also love to talk about the um, – like Lyme is an empath because I very much feel with that and I know that's such a real thing. So what experiences that like have you had with that or what do you like what are your thoughts? Um you know it's funny cuz I've I've been an empath my whole life and I always yeah, thought same. it was like my upbringing that I had to take care of my mom and then I realized like it wasn't just that like it's just who I am as a person and like if someone is hurting around me especially if I care about them but even if I don't care about them that much like like, do you watch a tv show and it's like too much sometimes because you feel it too much oh for sure yeah like I can watch I watch tv shows and I'll literally shut down yeah because like the person's feeling too awkward or feeling too something and I'm like I can't I I physically feel this oh yeah totally it's yeah Yeah. we're basically just extremely sensitive to like other energies you know Mm -hmm. and like if someone around me is hurting like I feel it and I take it in and I take it on as my own thing and it's like a survival thing and then my instinct is to be like okay I need to fix this I need to remedy this negativity so that I can be okay you know yeah 100% and so I have a question yeah no no no. wait you go first you go first okay I was just gonna say like a huge part of my healing journey has been learning how to detach and how to like protect my energy Oh, so true. So actually, how do you, like, what um, tips would you give to be able to do that? Like, you said that you have so many, like, tips and stuff. I'm the same. Like, how would you suggest for people who are just learning to kind of deal with that sort of stuff? How to manage, like, being an empath? Yeah, manage being an empath. Also, if you want to put tips in for how to manage, like, depression and anxiety, this is the time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you can – anything you want, but I think just tips would be awesome. Yeah. So, for empath stuff, I mean, I would say, first off, to not view it as something that's bad and view it as, like, a gift. A growth. Yeah. Yeah. And something, like, yeah, something that you can use as a tool and stuff, and it's something that we should appreciate about ourselves. Um, I'm all about, like, embracing duality and – loving all parts of ourselves even if we feel like I don't think there's like bad parts of us you know there's Agreed. just certain things they're that might not work points. as well you know there's yeah just learning points yeah. yeah exactly so 
there's that with, I guess, being an empath and depression, anxiety, um, but also with being an empath. Um, I had a therapist for years and she really taught me how to create boundaries and, you know, we're the only people that can really take care of ourselves. And once we start to become an adult, like we really have to accept that. And I still think that humans are that line that you just said there is so important. Like it hurts, but it's so important. Like when we become, it is our job to stand for ourselves, to speak for ourselves, to be like, yo, something is really wrong yeah. or I'm balancing this or I'm learning this or no, I really need help right now. Totally. And it's okay, but like it is a job to do that and you have to do it. And it like, because I think we've been called crazy sometimes because of doctors, mm-hmm. it's, it's harder, but you actually have to do it 10 times more than the normal person should. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So keep going. And that being said, I also think that, you know, we humans were evolved to live in tribes and Mm -hmm. everyone like taking care of each other. And I think that that's like a totally normal, healthy thing is for humans to take care of each other. But when it becomes like obsessive and controlling, um, that's when it becomes unhealthy. Yeah. And it's really easy for it to be that way if you're an empath. So setting boundaries you know saying no if you don't want to do something as simple as it sounds and like really checking in with yourself and being like why am I doing this right exactly hard to say no so it's like I had to get I had to get to the point that I was like okay what benefit am I getting out of this yeah is it worth it is it worth my energy like is it worth my time blah 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 and like not trying to be rude but that's how it has to be for us it has to yeah like you have to be strict with yourself exactly and yeah I I was also gonna say just mindfulness like being Mm -hmm. always mindful of like is this really what I want is this really helping me is this really in my best interest am I acting from my higher self or am I just trying to please someone else or manipulate a certain situation you know yeah for sure So, yeah, and then for depression and anxiety, um, yeah, what do you do? Infinite amount of tips. So, what would, yeah, like give us your like top ones that come to your mind. Um, so I would say for depression, I would say for both of them, the main thing, yeah, I feel like they kind of interloop with each other, but yeah, they do, they come hand in hand, so yeah. Like, I if think... you don't have anxiety, you have depression. If you don't have depression, you have anxiety. Exactly. <laughs> so the past or the future. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say keeping inflammation down is one of the main ones. Um, inflammation is, like, if I have inflammation going on, like, I'm definitely going to be at least have, like, a low mood, you know? But yeah. that's one of the main things that contributes to because what happens yeah I want to go into gut health after this big time yeah well I'm kind of tying that into if you want to go into it now then go into it because we need it (laughs) well I feel like it kind of I mean we already kind of touched on it and it kind of ties into everything you know yeah it always does yeah so the thing about inflammation is if there's inflammation happening in one part of your body Um, it's systemic so it can travel to other parts of your body including um, your brain and it can cross your blood brain barrier and suppress certain areas of your brain to cause depression or 
you know, poor memory or even um, we were talking about this a little bit the other day, but it can dampen your impulse control. Yes. So it can make you like more impulsive and addictive. Um, and that's, yeah. Yeah, which is a big part of if, all the... Yeah, if, if you want to go into the, that. So the main source of inflammation for people these days is usually from some sort of environmental toxin or um, perceived stress, like emotional, mental stress, or mm-hmm. um, inflammatory foods. Um, and yeah, I mean, just focusing on eating whole foods and nutrient-dense foods to give your body what it needs to regulate inflammation and to give your brain what it needs to produce the proper neurotransmitters um, and, you know, to support your immune system in general. And then obviously getting movement in and getting enough sleep. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's... It all, like, builds... Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's, like, it's all a part of it, you know? And if one thing is off, then, like, it's going to kind of cascade. Yeah, and that's not to say that you should obsess and, like, have every single little thing be perfect, but it's kind of, like, a total load concept, you know? Yeah, what I've learned is, like, I can... If I do something that's, like, quote-unquote naughty or whatever, like, yeah, shouldn't be doing it. I know that there's going to be some repercussion now because I've had the past of it. So if I drink enough water, if I sleep enough, if I do all the elements behind that to back it up, it's yeah. not going to affect me as much as it probably would have if I didn't know all those things. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think it's also coming to that balance once again. It always is the balance. Yeah, totally. And I think another big element for me is connecting with nature. Um, And I've always been, like, I've always loved nature, but I don't know. It's, like, it it gets stronger and stronger, like, every year, especially with my whole healing journey. It's just been such a powerful tool to heal, like, going outside when I wake up. I think also when you've, like, been put in the position where you can't really move that much or you can't, well, you quote unquote shouldn't do those things as much it makes you appreciate them so much more yeah so like I think I think we talked about this like you and I make it a kind of mission each day to try get outside try ground ourselves yeah if you want to explain grounding or earthing that would be awesome because I think a lot of people would appreciate that yeah so basically the earth has its own like vibrational energy um and when you stand on the earth with your bare feet, it helps to transfer that energy into your body. And, you know, they've done studies on how it helps to decrease inflammation and improve con- cognitive function. And um, it helps set up your circadian rhythm so you can get good sleep. Um, yeah, it's like all the good things. Yeah, exactly. All the good Literally things. Literally all the good things. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, I yeah, love it. That's... I started earthing, like, probably a couple months ago, and I'm obsessed with it. Like, I try to do it as much as I can now because it makes me feel so much better. I, I'm the same way. Like, try it even, like, five minutes just on the grass. Like, anything. Even when I just walk my dog, I don't put shoes on and, like, try for the best. Yeah, exactly. If like, I – It's really as easy as you can do it. Yeah, exactly. And, like, if I don't get out into nature – 
I literally go crazy, you know, like even just same. one day. Um, no, but same. And with that, sunlight exposure is like so, so key. I mean, it, it makes like a, the world of a difference for me. Like it's like my the person that I am from winter to summer is like so opposite. <laughs> so the reason I moved to Miami was because of, I think, the sunshine. Like I hate the heat. But it's mm-hmm. the sunshine that like fulfills me here because each time I go out, I cannot complain. Like, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm it looks so that. beautiful there. Like, I'm actually thinking about moving to SoCal soon just because I want more sun in my life, at least while yeah. I'm healing, you know? It, it helps a lot. Yeah, anyway, it's life changing. Yeah, it really is. So I think we've spoken about like a lot. Do you have any like last things you want to chat about? Like, I mean, yeah, um the other thing I wanted to chat about a little bit was meditation. Yeah, let's it's go been, it. Yeah, it's been such a huge part of my healing journey and it kind of ties into everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. Um it really helped me heal not just mentally but physically. And so how do you meditate yourself cuz for me I actually can't just sit down I have to like be washing dishes and focusing on that or like skateboarding or something like I have to be doing something because I have ADHD but Mm -hmm. I would love to like hear the different levels that you meditate on because I think that would be good yeah so there's so I mainly do like guided meditations on my phone um I'm working up to doing I mean, sometimes I just listen to binaural beats, which okay. are, like, these really calm beats. Yeah, um, yeah, no, no, them. Yeah, and for, like, if I want something that's, like, physically healing, then I'll um, open up my crown chakra and channel healing light into my body. Um, and that simple thing with it in itself has been Incredible, totally, right? yeah, has been, like, totally changed, like, it really changed the course of my healing path. I started doing it about a year ago and feeling so, so incredibly better. Um, And sometimes like when I was going through a period where I was really isolated and feeling really lonely, I would channel um, love energy a lot. Mm -hmm. And that helped me like break out of that like weird social anxiety and just be more loving and more open to giving and receiving love. Yes. Um, so that was cool. That's like a good tip for like loneliness or isolation. Um, and then just, yeah, other than that, like sometimes I just go on like nature walks and I just kind of like think about what you're doing. Yeah. I'm just really present and really like observant and just like taking in the nature through all my senses. And, um, that's incredible. Yeah, other than that, like, sometimes I just do mindfulness meditation where I'm just trying to, like, chill and relax my mind. Other times I do manifestation stuff, like, if I want to manifest, like, happiness or um Do you have any, um, like, apps or recordings that you recommend? Yeah, I use the app Insight Timer. Insight Timer. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Okay, well, at that point – do you want to like plug yourself do you have any things you want to like shout out like 
whatever you want, go for it. I think we've had like an amazing conversation. Thank you so much for sharing all of these. Oh, I'm mind blown. Like it's been incredible. Yeah, of course. Yeah, this was an amazing conversation. I feel like we could talk for hours. I yeah. I- if you are interested in booking a session with me, um, you can visit my Instagram page and go to the link in my bio. It's just my name, Molly Lowry. Um, or you can just go to mollylowry.com and click on the health coaching tab. Um, and yeah, other than that, just give me a follow. If you have any questions for me, don't be shy. Just reach out. Yeah, she's and... very helpful. Before we ever spoke, she sent me bunches of tips like that. I, Yeah, it was very helpful before we even like properly connected. So she knows what's up. <laughs> yeah, I think it's so important for us in the healing world to all support each other and be there for each other agreed big time well thank you so much for coming on molly i appreciate it so much you're welcome thank you have a good night and have a good one okay thanks you too bye Thank you so much for listening and I hope you enjoyed. If you did and you found it helpful, please don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does have a big impact on getting the word out of the podcast and just means the world to me as well. Also, if you yourself are a limey and want to share your story or just have a real, raw, relatable conversation, please DM me at Blooming with Lime Podcast on Instagram. If also you are a loved one or maybe just have someone in your life that has Lyme and you believe you have something to share, you're also welcome. We're trying to get all different levels that Lyme come into people's lives. So it would mean the world to me. I'm very relaxed, as you can probably tell. So don't stress if your Lyme symptoms are very high and you've got a lot of brain fog and you feel that you're not going to do good, whatever. Really, it's just raw, real, and relatable. It's meant to be fun. It's meant to be healing. All of that good stuff. So shoot me a DM. I'm really happy to chat and cannot wait to get some more stories out there. Thanks for listening. I'm your host, Georgia Wood. Check out my Instagram at Georgia Wood. For the wood, it's two zeros instead of two O's. Kind of confusing. That's my personal one, so you can follow what I'm up to on there. Have a good one. Thanks. And remember, sometimes real, raw, relatable conversations are more important than the hard, cold facts. Bada bing, bada boom, Georgia's out.